Hey guys, Josh Rodriguez here from the AfterBuzz Monday Night Football After Show, and I've got something very exciting to tell you. You've seen her fly, now watch her move to a brand new network. The CW has a new hero when Supergirl lands October 10th. It's the season 2 premiere of the show critics call Pure Blissful Fun. This season, the Man of Steel will finally be revealed. Supergirl's Melissa Benoist teams up with Tyler Hoechlin, the newest Superman in the DC Universe. It's a superhuman family reunion when these Kryptonian cousins join forces in the fight for justice. And if you're wondering if the next president will be a woman, we have your answer. Because Linda Carter, the original Wonder Woman, guest stars as Supergirl's commander-in-chief. Even though Supergirl has her hands full fighting evil full-time, Kara Danvers is facing changes as challenges of her own. She knows what it takes to be a hero, but Kara is trying to figure out how to fit in with the human race while taking on a new job, new friends, and a new love. Who's out of this world? An evil corporate empire will rise that bears the name of an age-old nemesis, Luthor. Supergirl and Superman come face-to-face -face with Lex Luthor's next of kin, Lillian and Lena. And as you might expect, the Luthor family shares a passion for power that can only be satisfied by a different kind of green. Kryptonite. Supergirl. All new episodes, starting Monday, October 10th. Now only on The CW. It's Monday Night's Football's after show on AfterBuzz TV, we got the Giants versus the Vikings. Didn't look so good for my Giants this week. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. It's your team tonight, Jazz. I know. I know. I wasn't expecting them to win. So I'll just... It's not over yet. It's over, man. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is the after show for Monday Night Football. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore Michael. What's up, Josh? My name is Michael Rippey. You can catch me on social media at Mike Rips, M-I-K-E-R-I-P-S. It's glad to be here again. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm not happy the Giants lost. I mean, haven't officially lost yet, but... Uh, it's close. The, yeah, the Vikings are a good team, man. I, I'm just going to take... Uh, solace in the fact that I think we lost to a team that has the potential to reach the Super Bowl. What do you think about that? Absolutely. Yeah? We're, uh, we're talking about an undefeated team. One of the four remaining undefeated teams now. After yeah. tonight, they'll be 4-0 Minnesota, and they look like an undefeated team. In fact, I want to just tell you something you may not know. Okay. Granted, preseason doesn't matter, but they went undefeated this preseason, so the Vikings have not lost in a while. I didn't know that. I know. I looked that up. I was surprised by that, and I know preseason doesn't matter, but I yeah. think there's something to be said there that they're winning every game that they, they play. So... Oh, that a mentality in that team is that's a good team. We said that last week. I think yeah. uh, I know you and Jill were on the Giants. No, I was, on, I was on the Vikings. You were? Yeah, Jill oh, okay. was on the Giants. I, I know it's your team, and uh, I don't think that the Giants were a bad team in the game. It's just they're just overmatched in Minnesota. The offensive line was really poor tonight, yeah. and you can't turn the ball over again. Turnovers are key, and the Giants had two of them. Yeah, it, it just seems like Minnesota is just a better team. I know that sounds very simple. Um, but just watching the game, they, they had no answers for the defense. They were doubling Odell all game. They would even, I can't even think of a situation where they weren't doubling Odell. They would disguise it with the linebackers, and then once Eli would uh, hike the ball, they'd drop back into coverage, and they took away their best weapon, their only weapon, really. They didn't have any long pass plays. It's just... Well, they didn't even have, Odell Beckham had zero targets in the first quarter. Yeah. And I think, I think the one thing about Beckham, especially compared to many of the receivers, sort of like he's... He's not Des Bryant-esque, but Des Bryant, I feel the same way. you got to try to get him the ball early in the game, get him involved. Otherwise, he t tends to 
get a little unscrewed. And we saw it again tonight with oh, Xavier yeah. Rhodes. And I didn't totally agree with the unsportsmanlike penalty because I think he did get hit out of bounds. And so it maybe should have been corresponding on both of them. But you could see Xavier Rhodes was in his head a little bit. And I think that that's a – if the Giants are going to be super successful, they're going to need to have, obviously, optimal Odell Beckham. And one of those things you got to do no matter what, even if you're forcing it, you got to at least take a shot downfield, something to him. Yes. And they took a shot downfield later, which ended up being an interception. And for sure, for me tonight, Xavier Rhodes got the best of Odell Beckham. Oh, I agree. I mean, this is probably his worst stat line of his career. I, I would agree. And you know it's on national TV. And so Beckham we, – I think we talked about this last week too. He gets finicky. He's yes. a little bit – I mean, he got the unsportsmanlike penalty tonight, and um, that's the thing for Giants fans. Uh, but, again, I, I was certainly not surprised by this scoreline tonight. You know, the Giants, the offensive line, they need an offensive line that yes, can give do. Eli some time because Eli's rattled. He's he's throwing these awful passes. He's got no one open. Uh, the running game wasn't really getting it done. Not really. They're doing some shotgun runs. They did have one big run, Paul Perkins. They used utilized him a lot, and I want to know as a Giants fan – which of the running backs, if you don't have Rashad Jennings, would you like to see be getting them, you know, the bulk of the carries? I want to see Perkins. I mean, I was excited when they drafted him. I saw his, I don't really follow college football like that. He went to UCLA, I believe. He did. And I watched his highlight tape. I mean, it's highlights, so it's, you really can't judge someone by highlights, but yep. he looked explosive um, on that. I think it was a, was it a run or a screenplay? Uh, it was a screenplay. It was a screenplay? Yeah. So on that screen, you can see what he can do. Um, Dark was okay. Uh, you know, I mean, we don't have any playmaker in, on that position. I like Rainey on passing downs. Bobby Rainey. He's okay. I don't, okay. I don't mind him, but Step back. yeah, but I, I like Paul Perkins. I want to see more of him. Mm-hmm. So that's my answer as a Giants fan. But uh, yeah, let's get into the game. You know, not much going on up until the Dwayne Harris fumble, which you mentioned. That was and that was that was so that was such a big turning point because yeah. right there it was pretty even. And yeah. and the Giants had the field position. Over have, them. They, exactly, the Giants had the field position, and then it was uh, it was a major issue once that fumble happened because and, and I think that you have to give Cordero Patterson a little bit of credit because he was the gunner on that play and he was really close to Harris mm-hmm. and I think that that kind of distracted him made him look up take his eye off the ball and fumble it yeah I, I don't know why he didn't fair catch it yeah that's what I was thinking like, why would you even take a chance of running it you know there's a Viking right there there's they were a couple of them really close to you really made no sense and and from that play that was actually for me the the first quarter really was the highlight was or the star of the first quarter was Cordero Patterson because after that he really got his team you know pumped up he made that he didn't recover the turnover but he kind of forced it then they got him the ball and he had a nice uh, run and catch and yeah. then he got a pass interference call against them in the end zone right. Just so to talk about set him that. up for the first and goal yeah so he was a big part of that first quarter and that's interesting because he hasn't really done much the last few seasons after having a great uh, rookie campaign right he actually didn't do anything last year no nothing uh, so then seven nothing Vikings Giants. Don't move the ball at all, from what I remember, at least. Uh, I know the, the stat li- stat lines look pretty even, yardage-wise, but that doesn't really tell the story of the game, to be honest with you. It seemed no. like Giants were just clawing for every single yard. They punted on their first five possessions. Um, they were they were 0-6 on their first, uh, yeah. on third down on their first six possessions. So they, so they punted. So they kept punting. And then they got a field goal before half. I think that's what it was. But, you know, it leads to another Vikings touchdown. Bradford to Kyle Rudolph, who's being utilized in this offense very well. I very think. well. And I think once you go down 14 nothing to the Vikings. We talked about this yeah. exactly. Yeah, the Vikings are the type of team where you got to get ahead of them. Yeah. you got to make them play catch-up because you get behind them. They have an amazing defense. Their defense is right there for me with Denver as the top defenses. I agree. I mean, their, their defense is incredible. And 
they have it across the the line from the defensive linemen all the way to the safeties. They they play an attacking style of defense too. They don't give you time to to make plays, and so if you get behind, they can kind of sit on your passing game, and then they they unleash the the hounds up up front, and it's really tough to beat them. So yeah. it, I think. For Minnesota, if you can get ahead of them and make them play catch-up, it's a no, totally different game. Because I don't really believe in Sam Bradford as a – he's a good game manager. I'm not sure he's going to start be a game winner okay. if you get ahead of them. But you get behind them in Minnesota, and that stadium is loud. That's a tough team to beat. Yeah, it's almost like game right there when it's 14 Especially, yeah, 14 nothing. You're playing right into optimal Minnesota, and that's, that's the Giants at, at a really tough position. Yeah, and that's that's when Odell Beckham and Xavier Rhodes started going at it. It was fourteen mm-hmm. nothing right before the half. How did you, what did you see from that situation? Do you think it was Odell losing his cool? Do you think he had? I think he was frustrated by the score yeah. line, not getting any targets in the first quarter. As we spoke about, you got to get him involved so that he can be in the game. That's just part of his mentality, whether you like it or not. And we've talked about it, especially I have that you'd like to see him, you know, be a little bit more mature. But you got to get to do a good job as the coach and as the team to to try to give him the opportunity so he doesn't become immature and get into the issues with the sideline he's very he's got a lot of emotion which you like to see and passionate yeah you want him to use it the right way i I didn't like the way the offensive coordinator and the coach didn't do a good job for me i want he needs to get targets before the second quarter and the situation with xavier rhodes is he was being locked down by xavier rhodes whether it was because of him not getting the ball the the coverage whatnot but i was impressed by xavier rhodes and i just i i Odell, I just, I just want to. I, I think it's not on him this time because I, I, he wasn't getting chances. Yeah. Well, they're doubling him the whole game. They are. So it's tough, you know. Eli, you have Victor Cruz, you have Sterling Shepard, you have other options. It's not yeah. like Odell's your only option this year. But here's the thing, I'm cool with that, and I agree. I like Sterling Shepard. I liked Victor Cruz a lot. I mean, that, they they showed a stat. They're the top th- trio of wide receivers right now. Yeah. Through three, uh, through the three games, and they're a great trio. If Odell's not getting targets and not getting the ball. I certainly hope that Victor Cruz and Sterling Shepard are getting the ball and getting the targets and making something of it. And that wasn't the case tonight. That was just they were getting a couple more targets, but it wasn't like they were doing anything either. So, right. get, you know, get Odell on a slant. Get him dropped back behind the line of scrimmage on a screen. You just got to force ways to get him the ball, even if it's an end around. I just want to see ways to get him involved. Right. No matter what, because otherwise he runs in the situation with Xavier Rhodes. Kind of similar to started to be like that Josh Norman situation. It started to be. Yeah. But clearly the thing that is noticed by the rest of the league is that clearly if you're a defensive back or a cornerback, you can get under his skin. And that, that's something that I'm sure some of these guys are going to be doing down the road. I wouldn't be surprised if Xavier Rhodes was doing that tonight. You know what I mean? Yeah, he absolutely was. Um, the Giants on that drive get a field goal to end the half, 14-3, going into the half. You know, the field goal is almost like a novelty you only expect – you know, the Giants to come back at this point. At least I don't. I'm a Giant fan, so no, I'm a little pessimistic at this point. No, but. I think you're being a fair fan yeah. right now because, as we said, the Vikings were really in control of this game. Right. It felt like even when they had the ball, they were methodically going down the field, which is, as a fan of the other team, the worst. Yeah. It wasn't, you know, you're just saying <laughs> yeah, it's like at a the slow end down. Here. Yeah, I mean, as the game's still going on, like they're moving the ball three, four yards yeah. at a time on third down. It's they're third converting. and four, they're getting the five-yard yeah. pass. It, it seemed like Minnesota was in complete control. Exactly. You never felt like the Giants were even going to turn it around. I, I did at some point, and that's when uh, Walsh missed a field goal. So it's 14. It's a common Still 14-3. I mean, the Giants didn't do anything with the ball. Uh, Vikings come back. Another field goal. This time he makes it 17-3. And then the Perkins screen happens. We, they score a touchdown. And that was a bit, that was the big play for the Giants. It did. Right. They got it within, within a touchdown. But for even me, I didn't feel like at that point the Giants were going to make a comeback. I still felt like 
there was a nice play, but it would be tough for me to see them winning. Well, it was a one possession game with. Oh my! I thought you just threw a pick. <laughs> we got the game right here, guys. Yeah, we're still about two minutes left. It's a one possession game with thirteen and a half minutes left. So I mean, the Giants absolutely have a chance. Have a chance yeah. at that point for sure. But what I had seen already this season, and especially this game, led me to think I'd still be surprised with the comeback. Yeah, especially because the way Minnesota plays, they're heavy relying on their defense to shut you down, and they don't go, they don't want to kill you offensively. They're right. going to play really Methodical. conservative. Methodical, smart football. And right. North Turner's done a great job as an offensive coordinator utilizing. I mean, right now they're down. They're starting quarterback. They're starting running back, who's Adrian Peterson, and right. they're getting it done. And so you got to be impressed with North Turner as a, a coordinator. I mean, he's always done a great job as an offensive coordinator. And he's utilizing his weapons extremely well. As you said, Kyle Rudolph is really big for Sam Bradford as a safety belt. And they have some good receivers. Stefan Diggs. Charles, uh, Charles Johnson, Johnson made big, an appearance. Yeah, big game today. And, and Jarek McKinnon looked pretty good. He did. So... Uh, as an offense, it doesn't it doesn't scare you, but the way they're calling plays, they're getting you know they got twenty four points tonight. That's going to be enough almost every week to win games for the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I can't see the com- can you see the comments over there? I can. So a lot we got some Eagles Eagles fans. Oh uh, god, <laughs> Eagles fans here to uh, ta- taunt our boy Josh because he's a Giants fan, and uh, the Eagles do look good. We might get to them a little bit later. But, yeah, we'll definitely get to the Eagles later. Yeah, I mean, so, they, they were off, but we'll get to them. So this is this is. Pretty much a final now. The uh, the Vikings are going to take a knee. You're right. And twenty four ten, the Vikings will go to four and zero. Solid. I and, mean, it's pretty much what we expected. And I the think. Giants will go to two, two and two. two. Yeah. And, and, and it kind of harks back to last week where you really wanted to see the Giants beat the Redskins because that was where that exactly. game was so important. And now they have the Packers next week. And exactly. Looking and forward. Expect, yeah. You're, you're, I'm as a Giant fan. I'm looking at two and three right now. It's, it, well, I well, I think I think you got to look not to next week. You got to look to the next two weeks, and you say at at Green Bay, and then you're right. home to Baltimore. And you say if we can get one and one, you're happy. Yes. Because I think you can get one and one in that. I think, I think there's do. an outside chance you can get two. I don't think it's likely because I don't think they can win in Green Bay. But I wouldn't be completely surprised by it because this is a different Green Bay team. Yes. Uh, but you're going to need more from the Giants' defense as well. I agree. There seem like there's some injuries in the secondary. Uh, Wade got killed today. Uh, he was Wade. 31. He was, yeah, he was he, getting yeah, eaten alive. He got destroyed. Yeah, it was, it was obvious that he was overmatched. But I do think the Giants are still alive. Uh, but this is, the, I think, the type of season it's going to be. Well, my thing with the Giants, I, you know, especially at the first two games, I'm thinking, all right, we actually might be able to win a division this year. Now you lose to the Redskins, a game I think they should have won. Yeah, absolutely. You lose to the Vikings, all of a sudden you're 500. The Cowboys are 3-1 without Romo. Uh, and the Eagles are 3-0. It's, and it's, where do you go from here? You're not going to get a wild card I think, in that division. Right. I, I think, I think it, it's clear that, for me, right now, the Giants are the third best team in the division behind uh, uh, two teams, especially the Cowboys and the Eagles, who look pretty good. I'm actually going to be honest and say that I think the best team in the division currently has obviously been the Eagles through three weeks. I think at the end of the season, the best team is going to be the Cowboys. Okay. Because I like what Dak Prescott's doing, but they expect to get Tony Romo back in a month. Now, he'll need to stay healthy, but you put Romo on that team and you bring back Des Bryant, and now you're looking at a, a Dallas Cowboys team with a Ezekiel Elliott and even Alfred Morris that looks really dangerous and yeah. scary. And so while the Eagles right now have been amazing, the best team by far in that division and maybe the conference, well, outside of Minnesota, uh, I do like Dallas, I think, to win that division if we're looking at it right now today. And I think the Giants are going to be in the battle for the wild card, but I just see an 8-8 eight eight 
nine and seven type of campaign, which for, is for the Giants. For the I Giants. think that's a little generous. I think like seven. Seven well, you look at, if you look at the schedule, there are some games that are winnable because they still got Detroit, Chicago. Uh, I think they can get the next one against Washington. So there's games on the schedule that are winnable, right. but there, it is a, it's not an easy schedule. No, Rams looking good now. I mean, they have the Rams in London. I think they can get that game too. I think, I think they, they can, can too, because I'm not as confident as I was looking back on it. Well, and the thing about the Rams game, and I guess as you look at the schedule, is the the time that the Giants really struggle is when you go up against a really good defense, and the Rams have a good, really good defense too. So that could be another one that could be sort of like the Vikings. The important part for the Giants is they gotta they gotta get they gotta get points up early, and, yeah, and change the game because they're not. I don't like the Giants playing from behind. I think I mean this, it's easy to say that about most teams, but I think the Giants are especially in a team that you want to play uh, from the lead. I just want to say that if uh, any of you are in the live chat or you're listening to this during the week, please. Get at us on t- on social media all Absolutely, week in yes. the comments. Let us know about your favorite team. What do you think about our analysis and uh, what's coming up? Anything football, we're here for you. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll go over some scores. Cincinnati beat uh, Miami on Thursday. You guys did a show for that. 22-7. to 7. Jacksonville gets their first win. In London. In London. That's right. That kind of surprised me. I thought the Colts would take care of business there. Well, I don't think the Colts are going to be taking care of business at all this um, season. They're, no, they're bad. Yeah, they're really they're bad. They're really bad. They have one good player. His name's Andrew Luck. Oh, T.Y. Uh, Hilton's nice. Yeah, he's okay. But, I mean, even, <laughs> even T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton's the number two receiver for me. Yeah. Masquerading as the number one. Okay. They lost Dante Moncrief for four or five weeks. That, so, good. I mean, that, that line team, is terrible. They don't have a running back. I know Frank Gore's on that team. But, yeah. that, they, they, I mean, that's a bad team to me. Houston, 27-20 over Tennessee. Yeah. And and Houston did a good job of winning that game. But yeah. Tennessee looks terrible. I don't like Mike Malarkey at all. And I'm, I'm not that big a fan of Houston either. Yeah, neither I am I. I'm out on Brock Osweiler. I don't think he's a good quarterback. And I also don't think that they're going to be a major uh, tough out for anyone because they lost J.J. Watt. Yeah, and I'll say the same thing about Houston that I said when they lost to the Patriots on Thursday, two Thursdays ago. I just think they're a playoff team that's out in the first round. Well, and also, we can take a second to talk about that. Think about that now. We saw that Houston team lose to a Patriots team that had Jacoby Brissett get murdered, basically. 27-0. And then you saw the Patriots this week with Jacoby Brissett get crushed at home shut out for the first time since 1993 against buffalo yeah so that really for me i'm out on houston i know that they're three and one but that speaking of houston next week they go to minnesota i, I like minnesota to wipe oh, the yeah. floor with houston i agree the one thing i do like about houston is they do have the skill players i like lamar miller obviously DeAndre hopkins is great and i like will, will fuller he was electric he won that game for them this weekend yeah. with that punt uh, the kick return uh, he's fast so yeah, that's, losing that's, JJ hurts. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. I mean, that's a that's a huge blow. But they'll probably win that division because it's so poor. Who you got it? Indianapolis is one three. Indianapolis, Tennessee, three, ten, Tennessee, yeah. and Jacksonville. I mean, that's that that yeah, might be a seven, by default. Yeah, exactly. So you know, Houston, I think it, it could be good though at some point. You know, because they have pieces in place. Yeah. I just don't like Brock Osweiler, but I think if they moved on from Brock Osweiler and got a quarterback not in there, on. They just not soon. Yeah. But this is like a two year thing. They, you know, I'm looking at them as. They could be good. They're right, you know, a couple pieces here and there, yeah. but not this season. All right, we got um, Washington beating the Browns 31-20. You see a comment there? I do. I just want to okay. say shout-out to Fantasy Stats Guru. Oh, he's giving us all the stats right now. <laughs> he says all the four teams in the division, the AFC South, are negative in point differential, including the Houston Texans, which are 3-1. and one. And so. a lot of people like to use that stat to show how good you are. Right. Even if your record is above 500 or significantly above 500, they yeah. look at point differential – and they're like, well, you know, you're not really. I like point differential too, but I, I, I also hesitate to to read too much into it because I agree. you could be in a game where you get blown out. It it skews everything. 
That's you know true. what I mean? You lose like 35 nothing, And all of a sudden that could be – that could change everything the way you look at it. So it's a good stat for sure yeah. because it shows you a little bit. I think it's good when it's used with other stuff. OK. Um, Redskins beat the Browns 31-20. Not, no surprise there. But Kirk Cousins looks good for the first time in a while. He did. Kirk Cousins looked Jordan de- Reed decent. Jordan Reed party. huge game. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's been great. And uh, they have weapons. Yeah, Matt it's, Jones had a good game too. They, the, the thing about Washington is that – I mean, they beat Cleveland. I think Cleveland, <laughs> for me, Cleveland is the worst team in the NFL. Uh, I like Terrell Pryor, though. Yeah. Obviously, he, he's been pretty good, but Josh Norman had a good second half against him. And uh, I think Washington's going to be this type, type of team that's up and down, but overall, not that big on either of them. You think the Giants are still better than them? Because you said the Giants. Are, so you think the Redskins are the last? I do. Okay. Now you got to remember, Kirk Cousins has only beaten one team that had a winning record, and that was the Giants a couple weeks ago. That was the first time he beat any team that was supposed to be good. And his whole that, career. His whole career. Wow. So, And I've been a Kirk Cousins fan over, you know, I always thought he should be the starter over Robert Griffin, really, because I saw he had some talent. But yeah. he's not, you know, he's not better than your average quarterback. He, he can make some plays, but he makes, you know, three, four boneheaded plays a game, yeah. too. So I, I think that I would rather the Giants over the Redskins. Okay. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks defeat the New York Jets 27-17, and things are going very south for the Jets. I mean, Seahawks looking up, obviously. Christine Mike had a good game. Um, Russell Wilson looked good, even though he's injured. He did. And C.J. Spiller just signed. C.J. He's got a touchdown. Jimmy Graham with two straight big games. That's huge for that, them if they can get him going. Exactly. I mean, because he looked like he's back. Yeah. In, well, they started running plays for him. They started finally giving him the ball. Exactly. But if he is back, now you're looking at the Seahawks, who usually the Seahawks get started slow. Yeah. And they turn it on, you know, week eight, week nine. That's when they start to even get ready, to, you know, to round into form. But... They're starting this season pretty well. Yeah, and, and the Cardinals are a mess right now. Cardinals are a mess. The Rams are three and one. The with, Rams are three and they one. They beat the Seahawks, so they kind of hold the tiebreaker right now. But right I, now the I LA Rams are in first place. Yeah, for now. For now, <laughs> I don't believe for a second though that with Case Keenum they're going to be there at the end of the year. I don't either. I mean, I don't think anyone could believe that with Case Keenum, but they're getting it done right now. They do have an excellent defense, and Aaron Aaron Donald for me has been the best uh, defensive player in the league so far. Okay. Which is, uh, you know, if you get to watch the LA Rams, definitely watch their defense because that's the exciting part. And Brian Quick, two touchdowns this weekend. Yes. Look at that. Todd Gurley's been absent. I mean, he hasn't well, been. stuck in the box. They are. Ever, yeah. You still like to see a little bit. Even yeah, with the stack the box. But the same thing you were saying about Odell. Let's find creative ways to get him going. Yeah, Not you just don't have run to him into the line. Yeah. Run a mm-hmm. screen pass. Line him up in the slot. What, what uh, the Steelers are doing at Le'Veon. You know, he's your best offensive player. And speaking of Levin, yeah. he, re- he returned this week. He looked amazing oh, as well. Yes, absolutely. Like he didn't miss a beat? No. Did we not. didn't touch on the Jets, though. We talked about the Seahawks. The yeah. Jets, for all the Jets fans out there, your team is done. They're bad. I thought they were going to be good this year. Uh, well, they fooled me. Again, you, you can't be good in the league if you have a terrible quarterback. I don't think Ryan. he was bad. I mean, you know, his season last year fooled me. His whole career, he's been a journeyman quarterback, mm-hmm. below average. And then the season he had last year... Made me think, all right, you know, maybe he clicks with this offense. He has something going with Decker. He has something going with Marshall. You know, 10-6 and six is no joke. No. Um, for me, Ryan Fitzpatrick is a backup quarterback. Yeah. And he's a serviceable one, but you see him in extended periods, and he starts to really spiral downward. And he got really lucky for a lot of throws last season that didn't yeah, get picked he, off. Yeah, he got a lot of drop interceptions. And, and he's thrown nine interceptions in the last two weeks. How bad does Geno Smith have to be to not get in there? Because if I'm Todd Bowles, I think you have to at least consider a change Well, at this the point. Jets look at Geno as a backup. If they're going to put anyone over Fitz right now, it's going to be Petty, just to see what he— Bryce Petty? Yeah. But they would have to go one in five, one in six before that I mean, even happens. I would rather do it sooner than later because, for me, Ryan Fitzpatrick has been awful. You just invested $12 million in this guy, though. One season, it's okay. Okay. Uh, Buffalo beats New England. I mean, that's pretty much a product of New England not having Brady, you think, right? 
I think that sometimes I'd think that Bill Belichick wants something like this. <laughs> like, yeah, there's a game or two every season where yeah. you kind of, you know, outside of their undefeated run, there's always a game or two where you just, it's almost perplexing. But Jacoby Reset was awful. Yeah. He really was. And he didn't take care of the ball. They didn't have any energy. They seem lifeless. They're just ready to get Brady back. But if you said three, they were going to go three and one before Brady came back, you'd be take that heartbeat. So yeah, it was. But on the flip side, impressed by the Buffalo Bills because they've won back to back now against Arizona and New England. Two big wins. To, Rex got it turned around quick. Now, do you think that's um, a sign of the future? Do you think they're going to? No, but also we didn't mention that Sammy Watkins is probably out for the season now. Yeah, he is. He's, he's going going to IR and uh, well, he's not getting surgery. Well, it's, I think he's going for another opinion, maybe still. Okay, but uh, or otherwise he he rests for ten weeks. Sammy Watkins has been injury prone for his whole career so yeah. far. So, but the Bills, I mean, it's interesting because they're like smoke and mirrors. One week they're they're totally different than the other week. But I don't I don't really believe it. I think that I think they're going to go like this where eight and eight, maybe, maybe. Okay, but impressed by Rex Ryan getting his team in to to win two times in a row against Arizona and New England after he was zero two and really on the hot seat. So yeah. you got to give him credit where credits due. Give him some props. Yep. Atlanta beats the Panthers forty eight thirty three. Now the Panthers are one in three. Surprise of the weekend, probably. Yeah, I think so. I would say so. Carolina, Carolina one and three. Cam Newton got a concussion at the end. Might be out next week, which Carolina will be on Monday Night Football next week. Nice at home against Tampa Bay. It's that a big huge, game. Two one and three teams, teams and teams. Carolina. No one expected to be one and three. They that for me the most in, interesting part of that one and three is that they gave up forty eight points to Atlanta. Yeah, it's not that they and they three, lost, or, but I thought they were a defensive team. Yeah, three hundred yards to Julio Jones. J- to three hundred yards to the yards, wide receiver. Five hundred yards to Matt Ryan. Mm-hmm. They they missed Josh Norman big time this yeah, week. Yeah, and that's, that's. This was a week where you saw sometimes you should pay the people. Now, do you think that this is Atlanta for real? I mean, I remember last year they got off to a hot start and then they faded out very quickly and just ended up being irrelevant towards the end of the year. What do you think about Atlanta? I want to see more. I don't. I still don't trust that Julio can stay healthy all season, and I'm not buying in yet. Nice wins, yeah. Still don't believe. Okay. Like some of their players, but I just – I've seen it too often, and it's too early for me to say yes. But they look – I mean, when they're on, like they were on this week, they, they were really good. I mean, Devonta Freeman was was great. And that's a team that if they get ahead, much better team too. Yeah, same thing. Uh, I, I don't think I believe in them either, to be honest with you. I don't know what it is. Something about Atlanta. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like their brand. It's like, no, I don't – they're not for real. Like, even when they went to the NFC Championship game against the Niners, I was like, is really there? It's just my way of thinking when it comes to Atlanta. What do we got in the chat right now? Well, Fantasy Stats Guru says Josh Norman tweeted that you get what you pay for. He did. He, t- <laughs> he did tweet that? I, I heard that radio segment today. He, he said that. But he wasn't really – he was responding to a question. It kind of is immediate. Yeah, but he, he meant it. Of course. I'm sure it he's was happy. But he, he said those are his boys on Carolina. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, moving on. Oakland beats the Ravens. They did? Giving Oakland. the Ravens their first loss of the season. Mm-hmm. Oakland, they're for real, man. I think they are for real. Uh, they – Derek Carr is very um, efficient. I, I like the way he plays. I've, I've finally gotten to watch him since I'm out here in California now. I see Raider games every week. And he's very smart quarterback. Yes, and he's got a great arm. Yeah. He can make some really good passes. I think the surprise over the weekend was Michael Crabtree. First three-touchdown three game of his career, and he had some excellent grabs. He doesn't drop the ball. No, he's really good. And Carr seems to like him more than Cooper. It's funny, yeah, because Amari Cooper's been pretty silent this season so yeah. far. But that tells you the the embarrassment of riches. I really am impressed by Reggie McKenzie. 
their GM, he's done a really great job of assembling a young core and young team that, while I like them this season, I think they're going to go through some growing pains throughout the season and, and win some you're surprised by, lose some that you're surprised by, and I think they're going to be a real threat next season. I could see them getting a wild card this year. Okay. I could see them in the wild card battle, maybe even get in the wild card, because I'd have to say they're the second best team after Denver in their division yeah, after seeing Kansas City really tank. So Oakland clearly could get an, a wild card, which would be a successful season for me for them. But I think they're the type of team where you look at another season from now and you say that's a team that could be in contention for the Super Bowl. I agree. And they're young, so they're building still. they got a lot of young talent. They're going to add to it. I'd like to see them have a little bit better running game. I'm not sure they're sold on Latavius Murray. No, they're not. So They're going with a hot hand each game. But they have a good defense, and they have they have kind of all the components. I really love their punter. Seriously. Marcus King, isn't he? Mark, yeah. What, he, he had like a 70 yard punt. He's a great day, kicker. He? He's a great punter. Really is. I know it sounds funny, but he's a great punter. <laughs> I've been up to a Raiders camp, too. I talked to some of those guys. Well, That's you know, a great special punter. teams does affect the game. It's a it really huge does. part of the game when it, it comes does. to field position. You know, if you can score on special teams, it. it you can. It, it's easy to minimize the special teams, but. In today's day and age, it's a huge part of the game. Yeah. If you can, if you can, especially punters, if you can pin the, the opposing team inside their 10 yeah. uh, on punts and you have a strong leg and you're, you're turning the field game, I mean, you're turning the game around. And while it might not be actual points on the scoreboard, it's a huge part of the game. Yeah, it is. And if you're going to be one of the best teams, regardless who you are, you got to be good in all facets of the game. And that's been the mark, that's been the, the, the one thing that the Patriots have always done. You can look at all Everything. the teams, but the Patriots are good across the board. Everything. And they've, had, they've yep. always had a kicker. They've always had a, a good defense, a quarterback. I mean, they, everybody does their job no matter who their name is. And that's the, the key. And most teams don't do that. But Oakland, they kind of have it across the board. The one part I question on Oakland, for me, Jack Del Rio. Not sold on you him. You think he's too a, erratic? I like him as a coach. Yeah. If you're looking to be the 10-6 and six team. That's what I think. Yeah. I don't like him as a coach if you're trying to be 14-2 and two and winning the Super Bowl because I don't trust <laughs> him to make the right decisions in a big-time game. Okay. I like him as a coach. He's in the top tier, top 15 coaches. But for me, I like a top five coach, like a Mike Zimmer, a Bill Belichick. Okay, but at the same time, and who would have thought that you know Ron Rivera and Kubiak? You wouldn't have. So you- doesn't, mean that, doesn't mean that Jack Dorio can't do it. Right. That's just a okay, personal that's thing. Just personal thing. Yeah. Got it. Bears got their first win of the season over the Lions. Two terrible teams. Oh, my God. I started Matt Stafford on so my... Matthew Stafford on, lost man. the Detroit Lions that game. He had two awful interceptions. Awful, man. Took him out of field goal range, field goal position. Right. So that's twice. They, they, twice. Yeah. And they, I think they lost by three. Yeah, they lost by three. He was awful. Started terrible. Him. Started him. And yeah. everything. DraftKings, everything. <laughs> Denver beats up on the Bucks 27-17. I mean, 27-7, no surprise there. I actually saw the line. It was minus three, and I kind of was like, why is it only three points? I thought it was a trap game, but it was not. Uh, Trevor Simeon got hurt. He did. So he saw Paxton Lynch, the, the rookie. How, how, you know, how big is that for Denver? Do you think that they're going to be able to sustain? I think it was big that Paxton Lynch came in the game, and they did sustain. He looked pretty decent. He looked yeah. like he could recreate Trevor Simeon, and that's a big thing if they for have now, two of them. You know, against the Bucks. Well, uh, to be honest, I thought the, that the Bucks were going to be competitive in this game, maybe steal it, and it yeah. was just completely not. That Denver defense, they, they haven't missed a beat. Nope. And I thought they would. They haven't. Rams beat the uh, Cardinals 17-13. We went over this one already. Carson Palmer, another concussion. I think the Cardinals are the biggest disappointment for me this year. So I, far. I picked them to go to Super Bowl. Uh, my unofficial pick. I don't know. Are you ready to drop that one? Absolutely. <laughs> 
I, I just don't know what's going on. You, you lose to the Patriots in week one. I don't really see the reason why they started Garoppolo. You should have beat that team. Uh, then they got a victory over who they beat. doesn't matter. They won, and they lost to the Bills. That was a terrible game, and they looked terrible again. The they, offense especially. They lost to the LA Rams at home. Yeah, and, but the offense is just such a disappointment. You have it, so many Car- weapons. Carson hasn't – I mean, he's been terrible. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what And it now is. they're down to Drew Stanton, so – they're in big trouble, but they're streaky. I'm not going to give up on them yet. Tough division. Yeah. I still think that they – I think they're out of contention to win that, you know, a bye in the first round. Okay, you think they still make seeds. a wild card? I think they can still make a wild card. Yeah, it's because early. They can turn it around. So they are 1-3. and three. It's a tough position to be in, but even 10-6 and six can get them in a wild card. And that may – you know, they could be a very dangerous team. Yeah. So we'll see. I'd be – I'd like to see – one of these teams make a run at a quarterback. Like someone throw something for Tony Romo or Garoppolo. <laughs> I think we're going to see a quarterback this season move. Even maybe a Chase Daniels back up yeah. in, in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. He could. He's a guy that I want to see more of. There are some guys out there, even Matt Moore from Miami. You don't really see that, though, in the middle you of the don't, year. Not, not frequently. It's true, but that's what I'm saying. I would like to see that with a couple of these teams because I think a couple of these teams would be really interesting if you just gave them – a little bit different look at right. certain positions. And I know it's very unlikely for a lot of these But look how, look how it's working out with Minnesota. Granted, it wasn't middle of the season, but it was right before the season started. You know? Well, exactly. And, and I thought about this as Arizona. As an Arizona Cardinal fan, I'm not comfortable with Drew Stanton at no. all. But maybe if you go to Miami and say you offer Miami a, a draft pick for Matt Moore, I know Matt Moore is not going to win you the Super Bowl probably, but Matt Moore is kind of interesting. I've seen him play. I mean, he does some crazy things, but he's... He's kind of gunslinger. He's exciting. Yeah. He makes some plays. I want to see a guy like that on, on my team. That gives me hope. And some of these teams, I think they're throwing out quarterbacks. You're like, these guys are awful. What about a Kaepernick? Sure. Yeah. Although, I guess the, the word in San Francisco, I've been following this because I'm waiting to see him start. He just has, he's, he went vegan. Yeah, he lost a lot so of weight. he lost a lot yeah. of weight. So he's not, that's when they, they say he's, he's been, you know, not 100%, but it's because he's just not eating right, so he's trying to gain weight again. I think I think we're going to see him in San Francisco. But if not San Francisco, I'd like to see them do something with him because he's a guy, yeah, you want to see him play again. There, these are, there are guys out there that should be starting over the guy starting right now. Right. In in a few places. And you think, oh, yeah, you just rarely see that. I You really yeah. rarely do. I'm just asking to see it more. Okay. <laughs> Saints. Beat the Chargers. Drew Reese returned to San Diego 35-34. A game, honestly, the Chargers just basically said, here, you take this. We don't want to win. It almost seems like that's every Chargers game. <laughs> Poor Charger fans. Poor Phil Rivers. Yeah. He's always in the same deserves position. better. He deserves better. He does. He's one of the most underappreciated quarterbacks, I think. He's been he's, generation. he's a good quarterback. And yeah. He's just been stuck on this team that's kind of, out after Ladanian left, just. Yeah, but how do you lose that game? Two-possession game, fumble, another fumble. That's That's brutal. Fantasy stats gurus talking about Sean Hill. That guy is a backup. There's some quarterbacks out there that, while, look, they're backups for a reason. Yeah. There are some that would be exciting to me, and and Matt Moore tops that list. And I think you could go to Miami right now and get him, and I would like to see Matt Moore. What about Sanchez? Even Sanchez or no? Yeah. You seen enough of Sanchez? Yeah. (laughs) But even still, maybe for a contending team, you know, Matt Moore to me, Arizona, that's a match made in heaven. Okay. I would love to see that. Just because Matt Moore is pretty he can win games. I don't think Drew Stanton wins games. Okay. And Arizona's trying to contend right now. Yeah. And that's why I, while everybody kind of was knocking the 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 move for Sam Bradford by Minnesota, look at how that's turned out. Well, we'll see, because it's still early in that, but I like the aggressiveness 
from the GM, Rick Spielman, to go get the quarterback yeah. for a team that wants to win now. And I think in Arizona, you can't rely on Drew Stanton. And I don't know that Carson Palmer is coming back soon. And even if he does come back, he's looked awful all season. He was awful in the playoff game last year. I think it's time to really consider other opportunities or options. And start turning the corner from the Palmer era? Or I would, are you taking I would it to that, consider You're it. taking it to that level right now? I would consider it because he's been concussed frequently. Okay. He, he doesn't win playoff games already, Carson. And he's older. I would like to see – at least consider. I think you can get a guy like Matt Moore quickly for not too much. Play him. There's some other guys I can't think of off the top of my head maybe you'd go for. but Okay. It's just one of those things, especially Arizona. They're trying to contend this season. Okay. So, Cowboys beat the 49ers 24-17. Nothing new with that. We discussed Dallas and uh, Pittsburgh 43-14 over Kansas City. That was surprising the to me. The return of Le'Veon Bell. He was great, and Pittsburgh just rolled. It, it was like Kansas City didn't even show up to the stadium. That's what I felt like. I, I read a tweet that said something like, it's the definition of when you score two touchdowns and you're front of Madden, and they just quit the game. Sure. They try to quit the game. Makes sense. Yeah, definitely does make sense. That's a long comment right there. I'll try to come back up. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, thank you, Jesse, for drop, jumping by our live chat. Hopefully, we'll see you next week, too. Thanks. And thank you, guys, anyone listening, not only in the live chat, listening all week. Please uh, comment. Let us know about your favorite team, what, what you'd like to see us talk about, and maybe even give us five stars. There you go. Uh, so next week, we have the Panthers and the Buccaneers. We do. Now, this game is huge for both teams, and for the Panthers, you – you're looking at a game you might not have Cam Newton. That's right. You might have Derek Anderson. Who I don't think he's that bad. Not terrible. He's not terrible. What are you expecting? I don't know what to expect because I was excited for Tampa Bay, and I've been really disappointed in Jameis Winston yeah. the last few weeks when I thought he was going to turn the corner this season, and I'm seeing, I'm not seeing a lot of it. He, his coaches come out and say he's he's almost really worried, and it's just um, – it's it's tough. It's a tough one. And the game's in Carolina. I think it's that makes in Carolina. a big deal. It does. If Carolina loses next at home to Tampa Bay, you'd almost have to say Carolina. You might have to cross off the list as being a playoff team this year. Which I is ex- crazy. Yeah, and I do expect them to win this game even without Cam Newton. I do too. I think Cam Newton will play. Okay. It's just my. I, I don't week, have any reason. To th- yeah. But I just I think he will play. He's a tough guy. I think he's going to want to play, knowing the situation. Obviously, there is a protocol they have to follow. Uh, I think he plays. It's just off the cuff. I'm not. I'm not a doctor. I think he plays. I think they do win. They must win this game. Yeah, they can't one and four, especially with an Atlanta team that's three and one. Who knows where they are? You know, they could be four. Well, they have Denver next week. They do have Denver. It's so that's gonna be Atlanta. tough. I mean, so I, there you go. I mean, I, we probably both think Denver is gonna win yeah, that I game. Yeah, you get a three and two Atlanta team. If you win that game, you're you're two and three. You're right there. So I think Carolina knows that they are gonna be hungry. And the one thing Tampa has shown is to be turnover-prone. Carolina's defense needs to get those takeaways. I mean, they've gotten takeaways earlier in the year. And they had, they had a pick-six uh, last week, too, against Matt Ryan and the Falcons. But they haven't been able to. But they also gave up 48 points. Can't do that. Yeah, you can't. Cr- but yeah. I, don't, I, don't see, I don't see that happening next week. I think Carolina wins big. Big. Yeah. No matter who's the quarterback, too. I'm saying if Derek Anderson's the quarterback, they still win big. Got it. That's my thing. I think, I, think, I think Carolina will win I think they're gonna win. I don't know. I, I don't know big, but yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like Carolina by double digits, so maybe that's big. I like them by at least ten. Okay. I, I mean, Carolina needs to win this game. If they if they don't win this game, it'll, it, I think I'm I'm out on Carolina this season. Oh, which yeah? is not saying much, but yeah. at one and four, you'd be really, really severely. Uh, you really have to believe struggling. in them to even say, all right, you know what? There's still a chance because they haven't looked good at all, even with Cam. So I, it's been disappointing early start to the season for Carolina. And if you would have asked me one of the teams that was going to fall off be- from the Super Bowl, I would have guessed Denver, not Carolina. 
Okay. That would have been my guess coming in to the season. So I've been surprised because Denver's been even better than last season, and right. Carolina's been way worse. All right. So before we wrap it up, just final thoughts on the week in general. I guess week four. Anything that stood out to you? Yeah, I think we're I think we're both uh, impressed by Oakland. Obviously, got to be impressed with Minnesota. For me, right now, the best team in the league is the Minnesota Vikings. I agree. Uh, in the NFC, and then conversely, I'd have to say Denver Broncos in the AFC. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, Minnesota actually mirrors a lot of what Denver was last year. I think it's kind of fascinating to see if they would actually meet up in the Super Bowl. To, you know, almost two exact. Same teams. Similar teams. Um, exactly. I think I learned a lot about the Giants for the past two weeks. I was hoping that they'd be a contender for the NFC East, but they're just not. What do you think about your coach? Because we talked about this would be a game to kind of see about Ben McAdoo. Um, do you have any feeling? Has it given you any? I, I don't like the fact he didn't, he didn't make any adjustments to get Odell the ball, like you were saying. Um, not really. I, to be honest with you, I didn't expect him to win the game in the first place, but I would like to see more adjustments on the offensive end. Uh, defensively, they're hurt. Wade got torched. Sometimes you just can't coach talent. You know, if, if your guy is not good enough to cover a receiver, he's just not going to cover a receiver. And he was in because Eli Apple, first round pick, was yeah. hurt. He didn't play tonight, the right. rookie. So, and there were some safety right. injuries as well for the Giants. So, yeah, and they started they started blitzing more in the second half, which I like to see. So, I, I think he made adjustments. The defense started getting pressure on, on Sam Bradford a little better in the second half. Um, but I, you know, it's four games in. I really can't tell you what I think of Ben McAdoo right now, to be honest. Also, week five, Tom Brady's back. Hey, look at that. Tom Brady's back from Italy. From Italy? <laughs> He's been in Italy just That's hanging out. Just to chill. So the Patriots are probably going to roll. I'd like to see how many points they score next week and if the offense gets going. I'll be interested to see for the Patriots fans and everyone watching, will Rob Gronkowski be back? Because early this season, he's... The games he's played, he's been a non-factor. Nothing. Nothing. He's, he's done. He's had one reception... And... All year. I kind of think that Bill Belichick has been doing that on purpose. He, I honestly believe that he's been underutilizing yeah. Gronk and not playing him until Brady's back. And also there's been a, a good amount of Martellus Bennett because one thing that Bill Belichick likes to do and makes him such a great coach is he likes to zig when you zag. Yeah. And he'll do things that are completely unorthodox, which makes him one of, you know the greatest coach ever, I think I would say. Oh, he's absolutely the greatest coach So ever. it doesn't surprise me we haven't seen any Gronk. I think he's just holding him back, and I think he, I think that he's just waiting to unleash him with Brady. So I think there could be a big Brady-Gronk reunion this week in Week 5 against uh, – who, who does New England play? Do we know? Uh, I'll check it right now. They play the – And Rob, Rob Gronkowski has one fantasy point in two games for everyone out there. It's with disgusting. Unbelievable. The Browns. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> New England plays Cleveland this weekend. Yeah. I think that we could be looking at one of these – 35. Four, I think they're going into 40. I have the Patriots scoring at least 40 this oh, weekend. Goodness. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Uh, that was week four. Unfortunately, my Giants came up short today. They're losing to the Vikings 24-10. to 10. Next week, we will see you for the Panthers and the Buccaneers. I'm Josh Rodriguez. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Josh underscore Rodriguez underscore. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you think. And hit me up. Let's have a chat. That's right, and my name is Michael Rippey. You can find me on social media at Mike Rips, M-I-K-E-R-I-P-S. Also, Jill's back next week. So That's right. Panel. All right, thanks for watching uh, and listening. Take care. We'll see you next week. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. 
I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.